and welcome to Into the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Well, welcome everyone to 2020. We have now entered into another decade, right? Because 2020 begins another beginning of another decade. So it's not only important that this year sets the tone for the many blessings that you're going to receive in 2020. This year is going to set the tone for the next decade in your life. And those of you who have listened to me in the earlier broadcast, Daddy God, our Father, you hey, Vahe has been down, downloading to me that this is going to be a miraculous year, an awesome year, uh, a year of manifested promises in 2020 for those of you who are under the covering of Christ Jesus. One of the interesting things that I like to do around this year is that also I like to kind of confirm or hear what God is telling some of the generals of the kingdom of God. And of course, I heard T.D. Jakes just recently. He was about on the watch night. He was about to talk about 2020 and vision. We know this is also the year 5,780 for the Jewish calendar, which also adds up to 20 and 80 means the mouth. So declare, decree. So God told him that he did not want him to talk about the year that he wanted him to talk about the decade. And his revelation that he shared with the body of Christ was Double, double, double manifestation, double anointing, double promises. And I'm going to get a little bit into that in a, shortly. And then Bill Winston, who's another one of the generals of the, of the kingdom of God, and he was talking about the glory. And the glory is the manifested presence of God on the earth And I have experienced the glory A couple of times in my life And it's literally like a cloud Coming into the room And the interesting thing about the glory Is that once the glory enters A space in planet earth Or a space in time and uh, space It outlaws all the works of the devil. So in the glory, sickness is outlawed, disease is outlawed, um, lack is outlawed, poverty is outlawed. And what is happens is, is that the glory actually brings heaven to earth. So just like on planet earth, we have the oxygen, the air that we breathe, um, which has oxygen in it along with nitrogen and some other things. The glory is actually the atmosphere in heaven. And that was very exciting and was in an alignment with both um, T, uh, Pastor Bishop T.D. Jakes and um, Pastor Bill Winston 
they both were in alignment with what God was telling me about how it was going to be like Gosha for many of us and that things that we were crying out for to God were going to be manifested. We were going to have promotions. We were going to have a lot of blessings that were going to come upon us in 2020. So it was very exciting to hear the word of God through his journal. Now I'm, I am anxiously waiting for um, Pastor um, Joseph Prince because Joseph Prince is like, um, he's, he has also powerful words from everybody. So it was, um, uh, so yeah, um, I'm excited about um, all the awesome things that are about to happen in 2020. As a matter of fact, I was seeing I am a partner with all of these ministries pretty much. And sometimes they'll send a special message um, to their partners. Uh, and so, so I was just, um, let's see, a special New Year message. Uh, okay, basically, um, I was seeing if he had, okay, so I'm going to see if I can give you the latest off the press. Um, no, I don't see it. He hasn't sent, he hasn't sent it out yet. So I was going to try my best to share the latest breaking word from the general, another general in the kingdom of God, um, Joseph. Prince. So let's dig, let's dive into what God has for us in 2020. One of the things that God was showing, um, of course, from his word, was the relationship between Elijah and Elisha. And we know that after Elijah had this major, major victory for God. He uh, went into a deep depression. And God sent angels and God himself spoke to him. And God sent angels to minister Elijah and get him out of this stupor, this man of God. And Elijah, when he came out of there, God gave him three directives to anoint a couple of kings and to pick his successor. And Elijah did picking his successor. He never was obedient to the other. I, I recall he was not obedient to the other two um, um, commands that God had given him. And so God had told him that Elijah's successor was going to be a, a, a young man by the name of Elisha. And um, it's interesting. Um, their names are very interesting. Um, Elijah, God is Jehovah. And Elisha, God is Savior, which is Christ Jesus. So the Father and the Son, Christ Jesus. So it was interesting because Elisha was a rich kid's son, right? Elisha was, uh, father was very wealthy 
And a matter of fact, Elijah was actually plowing with the oxen, and I think it was 12 oxen, and he was plowing the field, and this was his future field. This was the field that he was going to inherit. And it was interesting, Elijah, I'm told uh, from reading in the Word, is that he just passed by, but he threw his mantle. And, of course, Elisha knew who Elijah was. I mean, everybody knew who Elijah was after three and a half years of no rain because he said so, right? So, so basically, e Elisha only had, and Elijah kept walking. That meant that the window of opportunity for Elijah to respond to the call, the mantle of Elijah was closing this this opportunity. And it was almost instantaneous. I mean, Elisha walked away from all the riches and wealth of his father and his mother that they had acquired for him. He not only walked away from it, he he killed the oxen, boiled them, gave the meat to the poor. He burnt the plow. He broke the plow up, broke it and burnt it and put the, you know, to, for altar for the sacrifice of the oxen. So Elijah was making a decision and he was letting, he was making a statement. I will not be, I will not go back. I, and he fought, he said goodbye to his parents. And I mean, I'm sure they were just shaking up their son that, you know, they invested all their life in was walking away from them and going into the ministry. And he followed Elijah becoming a servant to Elijah. That means he took out his pot, you know, where Elijah used the bathroom in. He had to, he had to dispose of that. He had to wash Elijah's hands. He had to cook for him. He had to clean. He would do whatever what was necessary to take care of the man of God, Elijah. And this was almost for 10 years. Remember, 10 is a very important number in the kingdom of God. It's a, it's a number of judgment. Um, so, and 10, 10 is a very important number. So basically, Elisha left where he had servants. He had servants taking care of him. And, and he went and became a servant for 10 years. And, and they don't talk much about the inner relationship or what actually um, took place between Elijah and Elisha. They really emphasize the um, beginning of his, their relationship, how they came together, and the end of their relationship. But very little information um, was shared about the relationship. And, and Dr. Um, Pastor Bishop T.D. Jakes, he basically did an autopsy of the relationship of Elisha and Elijah. And um, he um, basically talked about how, you know, it wasn't just like, oh, uh, I'm going to follow Elijah. No, he he shut the door. He 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 burnt the plow. He killed the oxen. He was letting making a powerful statement 
in the kingdom of God, in the heavens and for the world, letting them know that he was not turning back, that he was going to follow. And he was giving up all his inheritance, all the riches and wealth of his family to follow Elijah. So basically, Elijah valued the spiritual rewards and the spiritual life more than he valued the physical and the natural life that he had, that you could taste, that you could see, that you could hear, you know, that you could touch. You understand what I'm saying? So Elijah recognized that this was a once in a lifetime opportunity. I remember, um, um, I think it's Catherine Kuhlman. Basically, the Holy Spirit came to her and offered her this awesome um Healing ministry. She touched Andrew Womack. She touched um, Benny Hinn. Many um, great generals of the kingdom of God now were touched by this woman. She was a general in the kingdom of God and she had a very intimate and close relationship with the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit revealed to her that they, he had gone to, I think, several men before he finally came to her. And she said, yes. I, yes, just like Mary, when when the angel Gabriel came to her, and knowing that this may mean she might be stoned to death, because back in those days, having a child outside of wedlock was punishable by um, death. So, and she could lose her her betrothed, which was Joseph. You know, because Joseph, you know, he says, you know, you're pregnant, and I never touched you. So. That was a real tough one, but God uh, intervened and she said yes, yes, so to, to God. So Elijah did the exact same thing. And so people should realize that this was not a, um, something very easy, that there were serious sacrifices that Elisha made. And Elisha was faithful to Elijah and you know, towards the end, um, Elijah tried to get rid of Elisha, told him, to, you know, and Elijah said, no, he was not going to leave him. And when it was close to time for Elijah to, to be, um, raptured up and taken into heaven, only one other man that we know of has done that, and that's Enoch. And I think there's also some, um, scriptures, not, not, not in the Holy Bible, but that uh, Mary also ascended into heaven. The ascension of Mary, um, Christ, Jesus' um, natural mother. Um, but Elijah basically tried to get rid of Elijah. And the, they had a school of prophets. And the prophets all knew that it was time for Elijah to depart and go be with the Lord. And they told Elijah, you know that your master is leaving us. And he says, mind your own business, basically. Of course I know. But Elijah would not leave Elijah's side. So finally, Elijah turned around and said, what do you want from me? What do, what do you ask me? What do you want? Because Elijah knew his time was almost over and he wanted to bless Elijah for his faithful service. And Elijah said, I just want a double portion of your anointing. And that was a big, tall order. I mean, Elijah was actually was the first person to raise someone from the dead. Okay. Um, 
Elijah also fed. He did the multiplication of food, which is a miracle that Jesus does in the New Testament, along with raising many people from the dead. And um, so that was no small order for Elijah to promise Elisha double portion of his anointing. So there was a condition to it. It was conditional. And he said, well, if you are with me and see me leave, if you're to, with me to the very end, when the part where God raptures me up, you will receive your request, which was a double portion of my anointing. And there's a lot of weight and responsibility. It wasn't that, you know, Elijah didn't want Elisha to have the double portion, but like um, um, in the case of John and his brother, um, Andrew, Basically, they wanted to sit on the left and the right side of Jesus when he got to his kingdom. And then they even got their mother involved in it. No, it was um, it was John and James. Was it was it John and James? But anyway, yeah. So basically, they got their mother involved in it, and mother went to Jesus saying that you know I, we I just want. I want um, my sons, one to sit on the right and one to sit on the left. Well, basically, they were asking for Jesus' anointing. And and Jesus says, you know, can they take the, the baptism that I'm going to take? And the baptism that Jesus was about to take was to be crucified. The mother didn't have a clue. And, and, and then, of course, um, John, you know, and um, the, the sons of thunder, the sons of Zebedee, they, they said, oh, yeah, we'll take your baptism. And they didn't have a clue. And he said, you indeed will be taking my baptism because James was, um, I think, one of the first apostles to be martyred and killed. Um, he, was, he was run through with the sword. And, um, and of course, John, he died a natural death, but they actually put John in a pot of oil and tried to boil him to death. But his destiny, he had to write the book of Revelation. And so no one could kill or destroy him until he fulfilled the destiny that Daddy God, you had for him. So basically, he said, if you, Elijah, see me depart, then you will be granted your double portion of my anointing, which was a huge deal. And but what I loved about what um, um, Pastor T.D. Jakes did was in his autopsy, there wasn't a lot because they don't talk a lot about. Um, uh, what their relationship, but there was a couple of stops, three, matter of fact, major stops that Elijah and Elisha made before he was raptured up. And the first stop, I think, was uh, Gilliam or Gillian. This is where just before jo Joshua um, took all the male Israelites and they there was the rocks and they sharpened the rocks and made it into a knife. And this is where they were circumcised. And they, the, what happened was when they were in the wilderness, they were supposed to be circumcised on the eighth day. Remember, Paul said, I am the tribe of Benjamin and I was circumcised on the eighth day. Well, in the Jewish um, rites, that's a big deal and very important. And they were not circumcised on the eighth day. So, these were grown men that were going to literally have to take a knife and cut off the foreskin 
off of their um, their private part. So I'm not going to go into all that. But anyway, <laughs> that's a very painful thing to do. And and they did it. And this is where Elijah took Elisha. And the point was, there was some more. If you want to be, want my anointing, if you want to be the prophet of God like me, you are going to have to have some things cut away from you. And then, um, so Elijah did the cutting away. I mean, he already did a major cutting away of cutting away from his family, the riches and wealth of his family, his inheritance from his family, and and giving that all up for a life of service to Elijah. But I guess there were more things that must be cut away for him to be the prophet of God. Then this is in the office of the prophet which is different from prophesizing, which we all can do in the body of Christ. But the office of the prophet is another, um, it's a big deal. And that your character has to line up with that type of um, responsibility. And then the next stop that Elijah took Elijah was Bethel. And Bethel was where Jacob was fleeing from his brother Esau, heading to his um, mother's um, brother to to so that he would not be killed by Esau because he stole the the blessing, the Barak, the blessing of the Lord. And also he also took the birthright, which Esau sold to him for a bowl of beans. So um, so on this journey, you know, Jacob had to lay his head on this hard rock and we had a dream and in the dream, there was a ladder and there was the ascending and the descending of angels. And he realized, he said, I'm going to name this place Bethel, the house of God. And it wasn't really the place. It was the space. That was the interesting point that Dr. Jakes, um, I mean, Pastor Bishop Jakes made. Right. So basically, he had um it, <laughs> It was really, it was really um, powerful because what basically Elijah was telling Elisha is that you have to command the presence of God as a prophet of God. You must command the presence of God, and you you, you can't be dependent on the organ music or the right kind of music or or the right kind of prayer for somebody or somebody else setting up the atmosphere for you you as the prophet in the office of the prophet you must be able to command the presence of God and that's what that was about and then the third stop was the Jordan down going down to the Jordan River and when he got down to the Jordan River this is where he basically humbled himself and understood that this was it, the, 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 um, the road of no return, and that he had to surrender it all. And so, of course, Elijah um, hit the water and it, the old Jordan opened up and just like the Red Sea and the Jordan opened up earlier for Joshua and the millions of of Israelites Israelites that crossed the Jordan into the promised land. So 
basically when he got over there, then it was the time where he was raptured up. Though you know, Ezekiel saw the will. Well, Elijah saw the will, and it was a will within a will, and it took Elijah up into the heavens. And the interesting thing was um, Elijah's mantle fell down to the ground and Elijah, Elisha ripped his, his clothes into two parts. And this is where um, God had revealed to Bishop Jakes about the double. He says, is a, this, this 2020 is a year of double, double manifestation, double anointing, double marriage, double blessings in your marriage, double blessings in your business, double blessings in your ministry, double blessings in your family, double blessings in your home, double blessings in your prayer life, double blessings in your spirit, seven, seven, and also, the, the interesting thing that happened was there was something that had been standing in the way of, of Elijah receiving the blessing from Elijah, which was the Jordan, and it was split in two. So it was. And so what is God saying to us? Today, listeners, God is saying to us that we are going to have double blessings in our marriage for those of us who are married, double blessings in our businesses for those of us who have businesses, double blessings in our ministries for those of us who have ministries, double blessings in our family, healed relationship, restoration, double blessings in our home life, double blessings in our prayer life, double blessings in our spirit. This is powerful and that anything that has been standing in your way, anything that has been a hindrance in your way for you fulfilling your destiny, for you for receiving the blessing, the manifestation, the things that you have been crying out to God for, it's going to be split by God into parts and God is going to make a way for you to cross over. It was just, it was so powerful. It was just so powerful. The word and the glory, of course, like what Pastor Winston would say, was all over this word. And the other thing was that you're going to get double the anointing, right? And an extra door. Doors are going to open up for you, but there's going to be an extra door, an extra increase, right? Uh, 2020 is going to be the year of the double portion and you and I and those of you spiritually that are listening to me, you are going to receive a double portion this year. And this is going to be an awesome decade and it's going to be due to what you went through in 2019. 2019 was a devastating decade for me. 2019 was when I lost my marriage of almost close to 30 years. 2019 was where I did not receive a promotion that I truly deserved. I was blessed to get tenure, but I still had not received the promotion that I was more than qualified to receive. Um, I had several deaths, my death of my father, death of my brother, death of my 
Aunt Mabel, which was like a second mother to me. Um, so there were a lot of losses for me in this past decade. And God was telling me and God is telling you that it is going to be double for your troubles. Um, the anointing, you're going to have a double portion of the anointing. You're going to have a double portion of giftings. You're going to have a double portion of power. You're going to have a double portion of authority. And you're going to have a double portion of commitment. Oh, yes. We're going to talk more about this, believers, spiritual believers and listeners, in our next broadcast. I want to close this broadcast with Romans 10.9. If you confess with your mouth, Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved and enjoy your double portion. Enjoy the glory. Enjoy the manifested presence of God. Enjoy breakthrough. Enjoy every good and perfect gift that God has for you this year and this decade in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for joining me today on Enter the Glory Zone with Dr. Edith Davis on 94.1 FM Wave 94. To be